Hello and welcome to another evening of Frank Conversation here on Hard Copy, coming to you from our studios in Abuja and Maope Ogun Yusuf. River State in the south-south of Nigeria is usually one of the major deciders of Nigeria's election. With over 3.5 million registered voters, it ranks fourth in the hierarchy of states with the greatest number of voters next to Kaduna, Kano and Lagos. Now, while its registered voters might be easy to collate, not the vote of the electorate, as the politics in River State is often fraught with violence. On the 21st of January this year, the candidate of a court party, Duomo Lulu Briggs, allegedly escaped an assassination attempt when he went to inspect an attack on his party campaign office in Eche local government area. Interestingly, the candidate of the Social Democratic Party, Senator Magnus Abe, was also said to have escaped an assassination attempt in the same local government. The rally of the All Progressives Congress in Rumawoji saw the detonation of an improvised explosive device, which has raised some controversy, as the police said the incident didn't happen at the campaign grounds of the party. The APC, however, seemed unable to campaign when he went to a Pobo local government area this week. The party has accused the governor of the state of fomenting trouble and stifling its campaigns. The governor of the state, Nyesamwike, who is a member of the People's Democratic Party, has asked the police to do its job and bring peace, or it will release its own security outfit to do the job. It's less than 25 days to the poll, but the political actors and rivers allow the elections in the state to take place, or will it be fraught with violence as usual? My guest on hard copy is the immediate past director general of the Nigeria Maritime Security Agency and a former governorship candidate of the All Progressives Congress in the state, Mr. Dakoku Pitiside. Mr. Pitiside, welcome to hard copy. Thank you. Very good evening. Good evening. Uh, let's start with what is happening in River State. For a number of people now, it is almost expected uh, that rivers, you know, is almost the politics in rivers is almost synonymous with violence. And if they do not hear about violence in River State, especially in the political season, it will then come as a surprise to them. I don't know if the political elite in Rivers is worried about this. Clearly, the political elite, the elite class is worried about this trend of political violence. Um, that's not who we are. But this started in about the year 2003, degenerated in 2015. Recall the Okrika incident, uh, where they opened fire. The then thugs and agents of the People's Democratic Party opened fire on an APC campaign in Okrika, killing some policemen and injuring several others. Uh, we thought that could de-escalate. It did not. Close to 1,000 persons were killed in the elections of 2015. And that's been the highest number of casualties we've had in any form of political violence in Nigeria. In rivers alone? In rivers alone. Of course, you know that close to 500 persons were killed at different times in Obwa, and Don local government area. Many persons were killed in Thai. That was in 2015. At the end of that election, we went through the legal process up to the Supreme Court. 
um, where the Supreme Court ruled that the card reader, there's no provision for card reader in our laws. And therefore, Nyeso Mike is assumed to have been elected governor and deemed to have been elected governor, rather. Without that, we'll de-escalate and we'll begin to address the issues of political violence. But that's not happening. Mm. Then in 2011... Oh, yes, I'm happy that you're going back because you said that this is. This I want to put a historical context. Yes, it's in 2003. In 2003, the major factions that now make up the two major or three major political parties in River State were all in one party as of 2003 and even 2011. So, what precisely was causing the violence at that time? No, well, in 2003, recall that Dr. Pidori was governor of River State. Indeed. And had put himself forward to be re-elected as governor. Uh, I don't think it's right to say that all the key actors were in one political party, the People's Democratic Party. You can as, as best say that majority of the political actors were in the People's Democratic Party. But there were um, other factors at play. Uh, if you notice, cultism has started creeping in to the politics of rivers. And, you see, something you need to notice over time is that the, what sustains the economy of rivers is government. And so the competition to have access to that resource is what is fueling this level of violence. And so you have everybody competing for that limited resource for which government is the custodian. And that has not changed. Why is cultism particularly rife in the south-south states and states like rivers? Now, again, I will also take you through a historical analysis. There's a, something called the bunkering economy. The bunkering economy emerged from the disequilibrium in the oil and gas industry. And the locals started setting up cartels to take charge of specific areas. And with the cartels, the, the leaders, the ringleaders, needed to be armed to protect their own sphere of influence where they can do illegal bunkering, actually stealing of crude oil, call it what it is. Now, over time, they needed the support of some political leaders. And political leaders also needed them to have some force to compare people to do what they would ordinarily not do. So this unholy marriage between Oil thieves, criminals, and politicians who want to assess power at all costs created the scenario you're seeing today in rivers. But it has evolved over time. To what? Now, what has happened is that even government is sustaining the criminal gangs. And so government gets the support of security agents to work with the criminal gangs. What had, happened in, what had happened in 2015 is that the guys who attacked the APC rally in Okrika had the backing of the Nigerian police at the, as far back as then. But for a number of people, they will say Rivers is not the only South-South state. Um, it is true that you know, it's not the only state that records violence uh, you know, when, when it comes to elections. But the nature of the violence in Rivers is factitious. I mean... Take a look at um, Delta State, for instance. It's a south-south state. It's an oil-producing state. Yes, the politics there is also very tough. 
But not it, when you look at it on the surface, as a journalist looking at all the states, if you were to look at you know, the level of violence, it would seem that Rivers takes the cake. Is there a reason, first and foremost, would you agree with that? And is there a particular reason for that? I agree with that. And the most recent cases of violence can all be linked to one and the same actors. And those same actors are very much active in the scene. And I, I think it's something you can investigate. And so it is their pattern, it is, it is a habit. Now, they've gotten power and they suffered no consequences for political violence. Now, but because they benefited from political violence and there are no consequences for it, they believe, they now believe that that's the only way to go. That's the only way to sustain power. That's the only way to remain relevant. That's the only way they know. Mm. So is it and so from 2015 till date, the same actors, the same pattern. Is this going to continue? Because, I mean, you, I'm sure you will also agree that this was exacerbated amid wars when the, uh, the, the PDP, it would seem as one family, was torn into two. You, would you say that that contributed towards it? You were a member of the PDP. Yes, uh, I was a member of the PDP. Yeah, you were in the House of Representatives as a member of the, of the PDP, but later on you left... To the, uh, to the APC, and you contested to be governor on that Rupert platform. States. What precisely first would, would have changed for you? Because if you were contesting to be governor and you were aware that this was the political economy that you were coming to meet, what, were, what difference were you going to make uh, looking at what was on the ground? How were you, if you had any intention to, did you really have any intention to change the system? Absolutely. How were you going to do that? I had deep understanding of the issues. I had done thorough diagnosis, and I really, at the time, ran on a clear four-point agenda. And one of the things I had proposed to do was to change the economic landscape of the state. We are one of the most endowed states in the country, whether in fertile land, smart and talented people, our geography and, and, of course, the ecosystem. And so, whether you talk about tourism, I'm sure would have been number one in this country. Mm. Whether you talk about agriculture, would have been number one. Whether, what of ICT would have been number one? Then even the oil and gas economy. Now, to create a linkage between the oil economy and the local economy can change a lot in that state. Today, the our oil economy is totally isolated from the local economy. You have less than 0.0001% of people participating in the oil economy. Mm. It is so sophisticated for them. They are not part of it. They are not employed among the total, total of about 5,000 persons employed in the oil and gas industry directly. And for a state with a population of nearly 6 million, you have 5,000 persons employed in the oil and gas industry in River State. That's negligible. Let me come back to politics. Um, Opobo, which That's is where you, where, you, where you come from, uh, was the latest place to experience some violence. Your party is alleging that it is the PDP, the ruling PDP in River State, that is preventing you uh, from being able to hold your campaigns peacefully. They have argued that they're holding theirs peacefully. They're wondering whether you've looked internally at the politics within your own party. There are no internal divisions in APC today. I'd like to start from that premise. You have a united APC. In the past, they do have some form of 
Division, yes. But today, do we have any form of division? The answer is no. Now, let me go precisely to the case of Opobo Nkoro local government that happened just yesterday. We had proposed to hold a rally on the 31st of January, a Tuesday. And by Monday, well-known PDP members have started going around threatening people. I drew the attention of the State Commission of Police and indeed all security agencies a day before the rally. This is on record. I contacted all security agents. And on the evening of 30th, they had mobilized over 500 armed young men into the community. I drew the attention of the Commission of Police and other heads of security agencies. Early in the morning, our people were set up, setting up the stage, canopies, in a community land as Sanfield as Commissioner for Works. That at least I supervised the Sanfield as Commissioner for Works. They were setting up. As they were setting up, the local government chairman is not somebody that cannot be identified. Let over 500 armed non-state actors. These are not policemen. Are they members of the community? No! Because you said that they're they not from the community. They're not from the community. He supervised the destruction of the stage, the sound system, the canopy people's properties. He did. These are your allegations. Do you have it? Not allegations. Do you have it on video? What? All sorts of, of course, I thought I've shared the video evidence. I immediately contacted the commission of police because that was the appropriate thing to do. Uh, I'm just wondering, because you say that um, um, this is not with the, from within your party, you know, uh, the, the, has it been thoroughly investigated? No, well, we have formally reported to the police. Mm -hmm. The commission of police assured me in the presence of Tony Cole that this will be investigated and that he will revert. Now, we also went with policemen. We had policemen. To be fair to the commissioner of police, you know, when the first incident happened, that they kidnapped, you know, they kidnapped the coordinator, our campaign coordinator in the local government. Boma uh, Brown. Boma Brown. He was kidnapped and taken away to an unknown destination. But somehow we got intel that they were coming with some Siena vehicle. Um, as well, we have it. I was coming from Port Harcourt. Would you say then that the security operatives in Rivers, are they overwhelmed or are they unable to do their work? And I can tell you, I can tell you this, um, without sense of responsibility. I think that there are two strands to the issue. Strand number one, they are overwhelmed. Strand number two, there are a lot of compromises. So you believe that the police in Rivers State, or is it just the police or other I, security agencies? I didn't say well? all policemen. Yeah, yes, but... I, I didn't say that. I'm, I'm, I chose my I'm, words. I'm trying to be very specific about the agency, the specific agency you think has recall, been Recall that I made it very clear. Yeah. That I agreed with you that there are two strands to the issue. Strand number one is that, yes, they're overwhelmed. These guys have access to sophisticated weapons, not just the small uh, and light weapons that the police carry. These guys have sophisticated weapons. They can overwhelm any police. Any police formation. I'm sure you've heard, you know, that they detonated, detonated uh, improvised explosives, not just sophisticated explosives everywhere. 
Okay, so let us talk more about, I mean, whilst, because I think the first question I asked you was whether the elite, in, the political elite in Rivers was concerned about it. I, I'm, when I mean the elite, I, I don't just mean APC, PDP, SDP, or... Whatever you know, party called. Yes, all of the political elite, knowing just what the history of politics has now become in River State, has there been any attempt to say, you, you know what, it's time for us to have a sit down and agree on how it is that we go about these elections? I don't know of any. Are they concerned? Yes. But again, on an individual basis, you know, um, I will not say that the leaders of River State have convened uh, or convoked meetings to discuss the issue of not just political violence, the way our politics is going. You can see that our, our politics has been largely uh, unproductive. I mean, when I say unproductive, not impactful on development. Uh, and on the quality of living of the people. Now, let us move on. I mean, let's talk about your party. And let's talk about Rivers APC. Uh, the leader of your party in River State, uh, Chibuke Amechi, um, threw his heart into the ring, the presidential ring, and didn't get the slot. I think we had a conversation just before the uh, presidential primaries, and I was asking why it would seem that almost every single governor of River State has always attempted to be president um, of this country, and he did not get the ticket as well. And for some reason, he's been silent. Do you know why? No, I wouldn't know why, you know, but all I can say, he can speak for himself, but I know that he's been engaged in some academic activities of late. Um, academic activities? His party has an election to win. He's been coming to Rivers for campaign. But not at a national level. He showed up at Adamawa campaign, showed up at Plateau campaign. Okay, but not as vocal as he was when he was director. There's no general. reason to be vocal. He's not leading. Okay. So uh, he, I think his role now is to support. Would you say that he's supporting wholeheartedly, considering that he ran, he ran not, against not, the current win? I'm not in position to say that. Yeah, I'm just asking. I mean, I'm just, a lot of Nigerians will be wondering, because uh, they would know when people are, are vocally uh, supportive if you ask me my position, I can tell my position. Okay, what's your position? My position is I'm totally in support of the APC. Have you been on any of their rallies? Of course. Because there are people who think that somehow the APC in River State has been somewhat cold uh, to the APC at the national level owing to some perceived romance uh, between, the, between the APC and the PDP in your state. Again, you know, as they will say, um... In politics, politics now, not governance, not leadership, not development, there are no absolute truths and there are no absolute falsehood. But how are you looking at that romance? Uh, you're not denying that there's been some attempt, because uh, I know that there's been some denial that that happened, uh, but there were meetings that were said to have taken place outside the shores of this country uh, in a bid to woo the current governor of River State and his party. Uh, who are dissatisfied with how their own party, the PDP, is running its own national campaigns and its own internal politics. Uh, so they think that the loss of the PDP at the national level could be the gain of the APC. Is this something that will go down well with the APC in River State? I don't think anybody will be happy, not just the local APC in River State. You know, you understand the way the party system works. Before election, they are literally parallel lines. Everybody is competing for power. And competition for power has its own dynamics. 
And you can't compete. And it literally is a war situation. So you must know who your allies are. If it is war, you must define the, who the opponent is. This is the opponent. If it is a political campaign, you must clearly say, this is my opponent. There are no fluid lines. No fluid lines. No fluid That's lines. That's the nature of campaigns. Whether it's war campaign, marketing campaign, political campaign, any form of campaign. Do you think that your party is able to win its own governorship election in River State? The APC will win in Rivers. It's going to be a competitive election. Now, some, what people don't understand is that for a very long time, we've never had proper elections in Rivers. You're up, you're up against a formidable opponent. Uh, the formidable by media creation. By media creation? Absolutely. Not by the people of River State? No! The governor of River State makes very bold and you know, says it very loudly for anyone to listen, um, to hear that, look, I am always here in River it's State. It's fanciful for some political leaders to be boisterous. But, I mean, he, that does not translate. Is he telling lies that he's always in his state? Largely, a lot of people will that say does not that, translate. That's, that's quite true. That trans does not translate to political support. The people of River State know those who are huffing them and those who are advancing their interests. And they will speak. I don't want to bother myself with that. With the violence that is currently happening within your the state? The violence is orchestrated from one source, and I won't bother myself about that. Let me ask you about the APC's chances in the general elections. If somehow you're non-committal to the APC at the national level... And who said so? Uh, well... You, I just said here... You've spoken in many innuendos. No, uh, I've just said I'm here... Sure our viewers can make... I'm fully campaigning for the APC and I've participated in campaigns. A campaign that has seen you off and on, you know, you're in, I, I thought you're out. That's Rivers. Yes. Campaigning in Rivers. You're fully for the APC in Rivers. I'm the national... And the national. Absolutely. But you're not exactly attending campaigns. No. You, you, you see, there are different ways to contribute. I attend campaign rallies. And I'm sure I'm part of the intellectual wing of the APC National. How are you seeing the chances of your party? Also with the candidate that it has presented, with people saying they're not very certain that your candidate uh, might be able to pull it off when you look at the candidate of, say, the Labour Party or that of the PDP? All right. If you put 10 persons in this room, I'll give you an analogy today. If you put 10 Nigerians in this room to talk about the presidential candidates, they are most likely to tell you between five and 10 different things from different perspectives. And so, so, come from, so, so come, some come from perspective of ethnicity. It's not decent. It's not nice. But is, is it real? Yes. Is it a reality? Is our current reality? Some come from the perspective of religion. Some could be region. Some could be understanding of the economy. Some could be self-interest. And so there are no empirical evidence at the moment of how the elections will go. Ultimately, it's the Nigerian people that will decide. And 25th of February is just here. Why not wait? But what is not in dispute? is that APC, at the moment, has the largest footprint in terms of organization in the country. And organization is an, a critical element to winning elections or battles. That's one. Mm. Would you say that your party has presented its best candidate? Best is always relative. Everywhere is relative. What is Nigeria's greatest challenge right now? I, I, I can tell you. From my own 
um, perspective. Because if you ask other people, also come with different perspective. If you ask me, my perspective, number one is security. If you fix security, the economy can work. Mm. That's one. Would you say and that in 2015 you, it was an issue? Would you say that your party has picked the best we'll candidates come, to we'll fix come to security? I've just mentioned one. Yes, I mean, I asked you in, in order of priority. You've given me security. Security was a was a problem in 2015. It was the reason why we were told that General Mohamedou Buhari was the best choice for the APC. Um, and he got into office. It doesn't look like security has really improved. This is 2023. Security is still on the front burner. You are identifying it as a major problem in the elections. Do you think that your candidate, your party, has picked the best candidate? I don't know if you've assessed his ideas about security, how he intends to fix security. Now, fixing security is not about being an ex-general, a current general. No, it's about power of ideas. Have you assessed his ideas? The people are saying that your party has presented somebody who might be too old for the job. What has age got to do with performance? Some of the best leaders in the world are old, some 80, and they're performing very well. Some of the young leaders are disasters. For instance? I don't want to, I don't want to mention specifics. It's very difficult to mention young leaders around the world who are disasters. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm actually pointing that as a challenge to you. No, no. It's also difficult to mention old men who are performing very well. Let's hear their ideas. Let's look at their antecedents. Let's look at their value system. Let's look at their character and their competence. Those are things we should be looking out for. And you think that your candidate, the candidate of the APC, is capable... Do you have any information to the contrary? Thank you for coming on Hard Copy. Thank you too. That's the program tonight. Please send your feedback to the handle showing on your screen. Thank you for watching. I'm Mao Bogun Yusuf. Good night.